I'm your host, Hepburn, and you're listening to the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, a true crime podcast dedicated to exposing the many misdeeds and abuses done to animals. And every week, I'll be covering a new animal abuse case. Today, we are back with another advocacy tale. This time, it's from a dear friend of mine, Beth Chrisman. I'm so honored to be sharing her story of her fight to bring justice for not only her dog, but for countless others too, who suffered terribly under Kathy Joe Bauk, the puppy miller, and Lachlan Kennel, the seller of those puppies. Without further ado, here is Beth's story. My name is Beth Christman, and I'm a recent alum of Mount Holyoke College. My St. Bernard Gertrude Francis was born on July 4, 2005. She was bred by Kathy Jo Bauk in New York Mills, Minnesota, and sold to my family by Lachlan Kennel in Oxford, Massachusetts, in November of 2005. Up until Gertrude, my family had never lived in a place where we could have a dog. We bought our house in September of 2005, and I asked my parents for a dog, a big dog. No one in my family knew anything about how to get a dog. My stepfather looked in the paper and found what he thought was a kennel. He called and asked what kind of dogs they had. They told him they had a three-and-a-half-month-old St. Bernard. We went to Lachlan Kennel in Oxford two days later to see the puppy. When we got there, I was surprised because I expected to see St. Bernard puppies. Instead, it looked like the downstairs of a house. We explained that we were here to see the St. Bernard puppies. One of the workers told me that they were downstairs and that she would bring the puppy up. I asked if I could go downstairs to see them, and she said no. That was against Lachlan Kennel's policies. That seemed strange to me, but before I knew it, a large St. Bernard puppy was hurtling toward us and stopped at me, sliding belly up as if to say, rub my belly. I like to think it was a love at first sight for both of us. I waited my whole life for her, and from the moment I saw her, I knew her name would be Gertrude. She just looked like a Gertrude. We decided we would take her, and I asked if they could bathe her before we left, because she had a strong smell of urine and a dirty coat which I found strange. While they were bathing her, we signed their adoption agreement. And I asked the staff person where they got their St. Bernards. I was told that a nice old lady named Kathy Bauk bred them and brought them to Lachlan Kennel to find homes. I had no reason to disbelieve her because I had no experience getting a dog before. I thought, this must be normal. When we brought Gertrude out of Lachlan Kennel onto the grass, she stopped and laid down. She would not walk on the grass. We attributed it to her being nervous. From Lachlan Kennel, we took her to our vet, whom we showed Lachlan's health records on Gertrude. We noticed she had tracheobronchitis five times, a hernia, and other illnesses. But the vet assured us that she did not have these diseases now and had a clean bill of health. I had no idea that it was not normal for a dog to have tracheobronchitis five times. Soon. I would learn that nothing about our experience getting a dog was normal and that we had been deceived. 
I had no idea that the word kennel might not mean a reputable person that breeds one kind of dog, but instead can be pet stores that act as a brokerage facility for puppy mills. As new pet owners, we did everything right. We had the time, commitment, and resources to give our new puppy the life she deserved. Right away, we entered Gertrude and ourselves into obedience classes. We noticed after the second class that Gertrude limped afterward. The next day, we took her to the vet. She was no longer limping, and the vet thought she might have exerted herself and needed a rest after obedience. Less than a month later, a New Year's Eve night, she sat down and would not get up. Terrified, I slept on the floor with her head in my lap the entire night until we could get her to an emergency vet visit in the morning. The vet thought she had hip dysplasia at that visit, and Gertrude was started on a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. We took her to an orthopedist who took x-rays and diagnosed her with stage 4 hip dysplasia and no angulation of the hocks. This diagnosis meant that Gertrude could not have a total hip replacement because the lack of angulation in the hocks meant that the hip replacement would not take and she would have hip dysplasia again. The vet explained that Gertrude's hip and hawk problems were genetic in nature and due to poor breeding. Throughout Gertrude's life, she had a host of genetic problems, an overbite, an underbite, entropic eye disease, celiac disease, yeast infections of the ears and skin, and urinary infections due to her deformity hindquarters. These problems were genetic and were due to the inhumane breeding practices for puppy mill and cost over $20,000 to treat in the course of her nine years of life. When Gertrude was first diagnosed with hip dysplasia, I contacted Lachlan Kennel to let them know and pursue the $650 health refund in the contract, the cost of the dog. I figured we could at least put the money toward Gertrude's medicine, which cost over $100 a month. They refused but offered to take Gertrude back, which I refused. Because they would not honor their contract, I contacted Channel 22 News. The team investigated, and Lachlan Kennel sent me a refund within two weeks. I decided to research Gertrude's breeder, Kathy Jo Bauk, and her pick of the litter pets in New York Mills, Minnesota. What I found was shocking. She had over a thousand dogs of all different kinds. I called Lachlan Kennel to ask about Kathy Bauk but they maintained that she was a reputable breeder. I called the USDA branch in Minnesota to tell them about Gertrude's genetic abnormalities and her health problems and how Gertrude was bred by Kathy Bauk. They told me that her facility was up to standards and that Kathy Bauk could not have bred Gertrude because Kathy Bauk did not breed St. Bernard's and they never seen one on their premises. I explained that Kathy Bauk was listed as the breeder on Gertrude's paperwork, and Gertrude could not be the first self-born St. Bernard. But the agent was not helpful, and the case was closed. The whole situation was frustrating because I could not get anyone to acknowledge the injustice that happened to my dog and my family. Several years later, a news station out of Boston contacted me. They were doing a story on Kathy Bauk and must have found me through a complaint I lodged against her with the USDA. 
They came to my house and showed me terrible videos of Kathy Bauk's kennel. Over a thousand dogs in small wire cages, unkempt, huddled together. They showed me dead dogs. Dogs that were dipped in flea treatment used on horses. Dogs with seizures, with horrible wounds, and clips of Kathy Bauk doing surgical treatments on dogs without a license. I shivered, thinking about my dog Gertrude's hernia treatment. The wire cages? They made me realize why Gertrude was afraid to walk on grass when we first got her. She had never been on grass. She had lived her life up until that point in a cage. They told me an animal protection group was infiltrated in Kathy Bugg's pick of the litter right now and was carrying out an investigation. They interviewed me on my feelings and Gertrude's connection between Kathy Bauk and Lachlan Kennel. Of course, I was shocked and horrified. I was sick and angry. I knew that something was going on because of the state of Gertrude's health, but I could not have imagined the greed and the depravity. I realized that people like Kathy Bauk and Lachlan Kennel are dependent on people like me. People who were ignorant. People who had never had a dog, did not know how to get a dog, or wanted to bring a dog home with them that day. Ultimately, I did not bring Kathy Bauk down. CAPS did. CAPS is an animal protection agency that went undercover to investigate her and provided their findings to the Ottertail County Sheriff in New York Mills, Minnesota. They were the ones who brought her up on charges that resulted in large fines, her dogs removed, and the permanent loss of her breeder and kennel license. I did not bring Lachlan the kennel down either. I was one of many voices, a combination of Lachlan kennel employees who took videos of the kennel and animal right protesters. The incident with Lachlan Kennel and Kathy Bauk has affected me. It has caused me to think deeply and reflect on what brought me to Lachlan Kennel in the first place. How dogs are bred, who breeds them, and who sells them. I think about how fortunate my family is that we had the means to provide Gertrude with veterinary care, medicines, water therapy, acupuncture, massage, monthly grooming, special food, and everything else she needed to live a long, happy life for a dog with her health problems. I also think about what it could have meant for both Gertrude and my family had we not had the ability to pay for those treatments. My experience with Gertrude also led me to adopt from our local shelter. I couldn't tell you all the ways Gertrude affected my life. Gertrude's love for me changed me. I saw the best version of myself in her eyes. I spent her time on earth dedicated to her and her care to honor the love she had for me. Gertrude's favorite things were toenail polishings, peanut butter cookies, chickens, and her family. My favorite memory of Gertrude was her running with the fancy chickens. She was in the middle, and the hens were around her. She was walking with them. They would let her put her big nose into the tufts of feathers on their head. Gertrude passed away in 2014 at a little over nine years old, a ripe old age for a St. Bernard, especially considering her vets didn't think she would live past two. 
Although my efforts were not enough to bring down a puppy mill or broker, my voice added to others. When we see injustice, we must do something about it. Even if we are afraid, the reward is that with time, real change can happen. I want people to know that despite what happened, I was honored to have Gertrude in my life. She was a gift, and she continues to be. And that's the advocacy tale of Beth. Beth's interview will be posted on the VSF website. You can use your phone to view it, but it is better seeing it on the computer. Beth, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know you loved Gertrude and you gave her the best life. She was so lucky to have you. And with that, thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure you share the VSF podcast, rate and review the podcast on wherever you listen to it. Email me anything you want me to cover at VSF period official period podcast at gmail.com and follow VSF's Instagram page the period vsf period official also make sure you check out handmade crochet dog and cat toys on vsf's official website thevoicelessspeakforever.com and featured on its own ig page vsf period official period shop if you like one you gotta get one all the money goes back into growing vsf Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time. Toodles!